following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Hey, everybody. We're back on Belly Up Fantasy Live. It was a big weekend in the NFL. The draft, surprises galore, tons of movement up and down the board by teams, a record amount, in fact. Uh, we're here to break it all down for you. We're going to talk about our favorite picks from round one, our least favorite picks from round one. We're going to look at day two and who could possibly have a fantasy impact there. And then where are the gems that we can mine out of day three, rounds four through seven? Who really nailed this draft? Who didn't? All that and more coming up right here on Belly Up Fantasy Live. Glenn Rieger getting traded to Minnesota changes nothing. Six foot four guys running four fours. These guys don't grow on trees. And a lot of times I'm willing to bet on, especially, you know, long term on the freak athlete. You don't ever want to overreact to what guys look like in preseason. There's been a ton of preseason all-stars that never make rosters or, or never pan out. There's the whistle. It's time to start Belly Up Fantasy Live. How are we all doing this morning? I am Chase Thornton, again, coming to you, as always, from the Mont and Bailey Basement Bar. Uh, looking forward to, to talking about some draft outcomes today. I mean, I was, I don't know about the rest of you all. I was thrilled with how things went. Uh, I was happy for my team. I, I, I didn't come out of this crying about, uh, you know, another quarterback controversy or anything like that in Green Bay. Uh, but really excited to see what the, what the rest of the future holds and looking forward to hitting some dynasty rookie drafts here coming up with me as always we're going to bring in mr kevin wilson how are we doing kevin i'm doing great and uh i i must echo uh your sentiments for my team the seahawks i think they did extraordinarily well and uh i was on the on the call when they made that uh you know <laughs> number five pick so i was very excited about that yep. and so i am very happy about being here because we have lots to talk about and uh, lots to react to, so I'm definitely looking forward to getting into this. Yeah, uh, so let's just get right into it. Then, no need to beat around the bush. I mean, like you said, there's plenty to talk about, and we can't even do all that in an hour. So let's get her going here. Um, round one, a lot of movement up and down. I mean, obviously, we saw the trade that happened a few months ago to put Carolina up in the number one position, but uh, you know that wasn't the only movement that happened. Obviously we had teams jumping up and down and up and down. And, and the, the big surprise, uh, you know, with Houston coming back up to, to pick number three uh, round one, what was your favorite pick? And if you go Homer pick, I'm going to make you pick somebody else too, but go ahead. And okay. Who, what was your that. favorite I pick? I, won't do oh. I have to say my favorite pick, Came later in the first round, and that is Jordan Addison getting picked, going to the Minnesota Vikings, and he's going to be the number two receiver opposite of J.J., and you have to like that. He was the fourth receiver picked, but I think he lands in the best situation out of all of them as he's going to have plenty of opportunities with single coverage and all that sort of thing. So I think he landed in a perfect spot. And if we're talking fantasy, which this show is, of, you know, fantasy, of course, <laughs> right. I like his prospects as a fantasy wide receiver, the best out of all four. You know, I, I can't 
disagree with that in terms of my excitement for it. I mean, I'm not excited as a Packer fan to see that because I think that right. team got a lot better than they were last year. Um, Adam Thielen, obviously longtime Minnesota Viking fan favorite, franchise stalwart. He's, he's one of the legends, probably going to the ring of honor someday. Um, and I really respect Adam Thielen as a player. I, I yeah, always have. As a have. player, you know, he, um, he, he's, he's a great, you know, a locker room guy and all that. Yeah. But he was slowing down, obviously. So it was time for them to get a number two wide receiver. And they did exactly that. He was, he was their number two wide receiver. And he literally had less than half the points that Justin Jefferson. Now, nobody had the points that Justin Jefferson had, right? He's, he's all world right now. But Adam Thielen moves on. They allow him to leave. He signs with Carolina, which I actually like. I like Bryce that Young, but that's another conversation. Bryce Young at quarterback. I like that. But Adam Thielen leaves behind at least 107 targets as that number two, number three, you know, wide receiver. KJ Osborne, Thielen had 107 targets last year. KJ Osborne had 90 targets last year. So we're talking about 200 targets, really, that are available between their two and three. And I think for my money, Jordan Addison could be in better than KJ Osborne enough so that he takes the bulk of those uh, I, rather than I seeing them better to KJ than Osborne. him right now, as we what, speak. What was that? I think he's better than him right now as we speak. And I, and I'm, yeah. And I'm saying like, I, you know, maybe he takes a minute to adjust to the league. Who I'm knows? sure it will. But, but I, 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 he, I agree with you. I love him there from a, from a fit standpoint. Uh, and, and in terms of the, the direction that they want that offense to be going and what they want to do there, yeah. having him as a number two to Justin Jefferson is yeah, that's, that's going to be rough on the, on the rest of the NFC North for quite a while coming up here. Um, my pick, and I, I, I agree with that one. My pick, uh, was another one in that round of, in that run. We didn't see a receiver go until pick 20. 20, my Seahawks, which I like that a lot too, but he goes into a situation where he's going to be number three. Yeah. So that doesn't, that, that doesn't shout fantasy relevance at all. No, not yet. No, not yet anyway, but we had that not run yet. then of four you know, straight yeah, dynasty. We could talk, but you know, redraft, we're not talking that. So my pick out of that, I liked Zay Flowers at okay. 22. I, I consider going that to Baltimore. Well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Baltimore was, had by far the worst production, the least production of any wide receiver room right. in the league and you're last talking year. About, you know, Rashawn. No. <laughs> no. Now the you can, you know, there you can debate. I mean, Devin Duvernay is a is a He's he's a, he's, a, he's a guy. He's a decent player, but he's just he's a guy. He's a decent player, but he's not a top of the line receiver. Most of the guys in this fantasy room, in this wide receiver room, especially for fantasy okay. purposes, are are Jags. Just a guy, right? Yeah, Rashad right. Bateman gets hurt after only playing in six yeah, Rashad games. Rashad Bateman, yeah. So you, I mean, they they were missing their top guy. So you kind of have to. There, there's a caveat to the worst wide receiver production in in the league. Plus. They went a quarter of the season essentially without their their stud quarterback in, in Lamar Jackson. So it, I mean it was a down year all around for for the Baltimore offense, and they still fought through it. And you know, and, and actually had, in my opinion, a fairly successful season, all things considered. Um, anyway, they made the playoffs. They made the playoffs, you know, right? In a passing league with the worst wide receiver room and so. and a backup quarterback 
basically for a quarter of the season ending and, the playoff. And, 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 and a tight end who didn't show out as we thought he would. No, not at all. So, so hats but off I, to them. I hats like Zay Flowers there because I, I mean, I, I mean, obviously Baltimore didn't rest on their laurels. They didn't have any laurels to rest on from the wide receiver yeah. position, but they right. went, they go out, they grab Odell Beckham, which was a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Um, but now, so now they've got Rashad Bateman. They've got Odell Beckham. There's been talk that they would try trading for DeAndre Hopkins. Now the Cardinals have kind of shut that down a little bit, saying Monty Austin Fort coming out saying he doesn't think he's going to be trading DeAndre Hopkins. But either way, I mean, it's obvious that they want to upgrade that room, and they go out and they make a big statement right away. Grab Zay Flowers. I think he'll look very good on that offense. Uh, you know, with Rashad Bateman, hopefully a fully healthy Rashad Bateman, and. Odell Beckham, I think that you can put flowers in the slot there. And now you've got weapons on the outside between Bateman and Beckham. You've got weapons on the inside between flowers in the slot and Mark Andrews at tight end. And he'll still got, I, I like, I still like him. So yeah. Oh, and I, I, I agree too. I, he's still a top three, four tight end for me, but You've got J.K. Dobbins in the backfield, who will be another year removed from that injury, from, from his injury problems. And then, like we've all said, Lamar Jackson signs his extension uh, right before finally, the draft there. Finally. And yeah, finally. But I mean, this thing all came together for Baltimore, right. and they look like they could so really challenge. They're a lot better today than they were last Sunday. They big time. They look like they could really challenge. Uh, Cincinnati. I think that's going to be fun to watch it's that gonna battle be between division. Cincinnati and Baltimore. The Steelers, you got them. You've got you know the Bengals. Mm -hmm. So, and that's always been a good division. So we're back to to watching some good football over there. All right. I I'm I'm really looking forward to that. So I, I mean I I loved what Houston did. Uh, I like taking, it. I'm I'm glad they took the quarterback in a fantasy standpoint. I'm glad they took the quarterback after we had all this smoke right. screen. And I put on Twitter, I said the smoke screen was just that smoke screen. They weren't going to well, take the quarterback. Like not going to take the quarterback. Uh, so they couldn't decide, well, should we take the quarterback or the defensive player? Well, screw it. We'll just take both. You can get them both. Now, uh, you know, I've seen some people uh, that who weren't real happy with the idea of how much they gave up to move back up to three, but well, they had, they, you, you they had were in to position to do that. To do that. You had that. The Deshaun Watson trade, getting them that extra one from, from Cleveland, Cleveland faltering last year without Deshaun Watson being, you know, the starter and with all the other problems they had defensively stopped and running everything else. Um, it ended up being a good enough pick that you were within striking distance to do that. So I give Houston and Nick Casario a lot of credit for what they were able to do, setting themselves up in this draft uh, beforehand and then what they did and, and how they conducted themselves, especially, like I said, on day one there in the draft, I think they did outstanding. But, yeah, like I said, my favorite pick out of all this right now is a Flowers to the Ravens. Uh, but I agree with you. Addison to, to Minnesota was another one that just kind of jumped off the page at you like, holy cow. This is a guy that not just dynasty-wise, but redraft-wise could, could be a factor this year. Both of these guys could be factors this year. Absolutely, they could. There's hopefully, no you know, I mean, obviously, hopefully health wise and everything else. Now, we, we probably should have we probably should have prefaced this whole show by saying that, listen, none of us knows 
jack squat about <laughs> about any of this right now. Right. Not if we us, did, we'd be living in mansions. The both right. We don't. Not us. Not Mel Kuyper. Not Adam Rank. Not Matthew Barry. Not not you know Jeff Ratcliffe. None of us knows anything right now. Nobody knows what this is going to look like. We all think, okay, from the last three days, we've all got, you know, snap judgments we can make. And we've all, you know, we've all done our research and, and, and we all think we know what's going to happen here. But obviously, you know, you don't know how this is going to look until you, right. until. And, you know, for me, I just look for situations that I like. And so I like the situation that Minnesota Vikings are in with Jordan Addison. So that's why I decided to go there. Yep. No, I, I, I agree completely. All right, let's move on. Then let's, let's jump from our favorite day one pick to our least favorite round one day one pick. Uh, who went somewhere that really had you either scratching your head or that you, <laughs> you know, slammed the table and disgust son of a, <laughs> who was your least favorite round one pick? My least favorite round one pick is Atlanta Falcons and Bijan Robinson. <laughs> I like Bijan Robinson as a player. I like him a lot. I had him going to Philadelphia at 10, so I had him going in top 10 spots. Mm-hmm. But if if you're ty- a Tyler Algiers fantasy owner, right, in Dynasty, he's worth half of what that he was worth. Uh, yeah. Maybe yep. a fourth. Right. You could probably trade him now for a can of tuna. <laughs> so thanks a lot. You know, I, I I don't own him. So but I could just see some guy's head just spinning completely off, you know, and, and they had to pick it back up and put it back on. And so as a fantasy guy, I don't like the situation that either one of these running backs are in. Because you've got Algiers who rushed for a thousand. He averaged, you know, 4.9 yards a carry. So I don't understand what led Atlanta to think that they had to make this move in the first place. And so now you've got two running backs that, as good as they may be, they're going to be, you know, they're going to have to share some of those carries. And so I, I, I don't like this pick for Atlanta one bit. Well, yeah, yeah. You almost stole all my thunder, but not quite all of it. I okay, agree with you completely. So I'm glad there's a little left for it. Nope, I agree with you completely. Um, I, you know, I like everyone else at this moment. I love Bijan Robinson as a player. Bijan Robinson is a beast. No, question. and in a vacuum, in a vacuum, Bijan to Atlanta is a perfect fit. It's a wonderful fit for the player and the for team the, for the scheme they're trying to run. That's but, true. Oh man, like you just said. He goes somewhere where we already had a young running back in Tyler it's Algier. Only his second year. Yeah. And who's coming off a good, a very good year. It looked like he could and, be and, a guy for them. Especially he looked better as the season went along. Yeah. And, and, so and it's, it's, I, I it's just, just unfortunate. And honestly, this kind of blows out to a bigger trend that, that happened through the whole draft. First off, I mean, coming in, we all heard that, you know, and we've, been saying it for a couple of years now. The the running back position devalued, devalued in, in the devalued NFL, devalued. The yeah, now, it, yeah. No Not in fantasy, but in real life. Oh, they're interchangeable parts. They're they're just cogs in a wheel, and one breaks and you put another one in, kind of thing. And a real callous, uh, a real callous demeanor towards towards running backs right now. 
But I think, you know, I mean, we saw two running backs then go in the top 12 when we were talking about, well, Bijan might be the only one and he might slip to the 20 something. There was talk of him falling all the going way to, to the. I had him going to 21 of the Chargers. A lot, a lot of people had him fall into the 20s and either going to the Chargers or the Cowboys or, or yeah, somewhere or saying that the, the Eagles would pick him up with their second pick on the, on the wraparound. And no, I think that, you know, when you get a special enough talent, they're going to pick, they're going to find him. They're going to pick him in the NFL, but there was a larger theme, at least from the fantasy standpoint here now of all, all these big name running backs. Right. We were all excited for now have somebody stealing their, they all literally went almost every single, almost every team, including my Seahawks now have two running backs. Yeah. You know, in, in a situation committee. where we looked like we were going to add a bunch of starting, you know, options at the running back position, what we did is we actually lowered some of the value of quite a few already existing running backs in the NFL. Absolutely. You've got you've got Bijan going to Atlanta, and we just talked about that. Jameer Gibbs going to the Lions. Obviously, that causes Which them made to trade. No sense. It makes a little bit more sense today. Than it did when they made that move, but and but, I know you were you were you were kidding me about because I was like, well, yeah. I would have traded back every single pick of the first yep. round, but they the Detroit Lions we're talking about now could have traded back and still got, still, that got guy. still got both their guys, but it, so you got Bijan going to Atlanta. Anybody Jameer, else have him even going in the first round? I, I, I don't. Not many people did. Jamar Jameer Gibbs going to the Lions that devalues not only him. But David Montgomery, at least in the short term. Now, again, we always got to look at things from the redraft standpoint right. and the fantasy stand and the dynasty standpoint. But in the short term, Jameer Gibbs of the Lions devalues him and David Montgomery. It devalued DeAndre Swift right away. They make the trade to Philadelphia. They made a trade. And that's a great. That's a great spot for for him. That. That blows my mind. It's a great spot for DeAndre Swift to land and the rich get richer DeAndre in Philadelphia. Swift has to be happy right now because he goes to the Philadelphia Eagles who just went to the Super Bowl. Right. And Detroit, you know, they couldn't find a Super Bowl if they had a, you know, a, a, a yellow brick road leading them right to it. <laughs> but so he's got to be happy now. Fantasy-wise now, though, you had Rashad Penny, who was going to be the guy. Right. And now and you've got DeAndre, who not could be the guy. Yeah, so now they're both going to be a guy. Right. They've both had now the, the the one thing I will say about that situation is they've both been injured in their careers. They both had injury. Correct. Maybe maybe they can rotate those guys out enough that hopefully they're not taking quite as much of a pounding either one of them. Maybe we get to keep these guys healthy all year. And if so, I mean they've already got Kenneth Gainwell. They've still got Boston Scott. I mean look out again for the Philadelphia Eagles. But then yeah, Charbonnet in Seattle with Kenneth Walker. And he's Devin, a guy that I Devin like. Chain in Miami. Yeah, maybe not. Like I said, maybe not so much of my Seahawks because they had other needs to me. But you know, he's they're, gonna work. They're out. great players, and for the for the teams that got them, great yeah. on them. But it just yes. from the fantasy standpoint, it just killed things so much. Ty J Spears going to Tennessee, Kendra Miller going to New Orleans. Now Kendra Miller going to New Orleans is the one guy I like that move, and that's that it might have been a boost about him. after day one that I yeah. like. Considering maybe you know Alvin Kamara and his situation, and who the hell knows? Yeah, who the hell knows with that? So I like that move right there, going to New Orleans. One real, we don't talk about 
defense a ton on the, I mean, there are obviously every, most leagues, a lot of leagues still pick a defense. Defense is still fantasy we do, relevent. If you don't do that, then, you know, you're we not playing football. About whether you, you know, fantasy football and without defenses is not fantasy football to me. Right. And then, and, and there's obviously IDP leagues and, and, and all of those, but uh, you know, one other move that I really did not like, and we, it, we'll stick with the same team that we kind of just talked about with the lions. I did yeah. not like them taking Campbell at 18. I thought no. they could have gotten him lower. I think everybody thought they could have gotten him lower. Now there is something to be said for, Hey, if he's your guy, take him. But we've seen other teams, other teams just this weekend, but we've seen other teams in the past too, Bill Belichick and the like trade back, trade back and still get their guy. And I, that's, that's an instance where, yeah, they could have picked up some much needed capital maybe even future capital. And it's like they forgot still to got the, the worst guy. defense in all of football. And, and yeah, I, I, that's the problem. I don't mind them addressing defense in the first round at all, but I, I'm not thrilled with the value that they got at 18 with right. Campbell. Fantasy-wise, right. it's and kind then of then on the perimeter. And but... Sam Laporta, it's like, come on, guys. I, just, I think you? there were, yeah, they, they could have gotten better value for most of their top level picks. I, I, right. I think it, they needed to upgrade that defense, which they didn't do. Yeah. yeah I I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a lot more. Con, I'm not more excited today for their defense than I was on no, Thursday going into can't this. Be. Um, offensively. I think they're going to be, they're going to be fun to watch. But right. Defense. Which, I mean, they know, may have to win every game 35 to 32. Right, which you know, in fantasy, maybe that's you know, on the offensive thing, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's listen to our first uh, ad spot here. We're gonna we're gonna hear from Dan Mater, and he's gonna tell us all about the fine folks over at Manscaped. We come back on the other side. We'll talk more about some fantasy fits from round one, and we'll move on to day two. Talk about round two and three, and what we liked from there. Spring has sprung and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. They've already helped you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement, but this year Manscaped could help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring by using code BELLYUP20 to get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. It's time to tame your mane with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. The sun is peeking back out, which means you'll have to show your face in the daylight again. So use the kit to make sure your scruff looks award-winning, whether you got glorious beard flow or some smooth, sleek cheeks. The kit starts off with the Beard Hedger, a waterproof cordless trimmer with a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair-cutting lengths, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of add-ons. It also comes with the titanium-coated T-blades that are tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to a single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel-size package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. So what are you waiting for? Save 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the promo code Belly up 20 at manscaped.com. Focus on the face and use the Beard Hedger Pro Kit for the cleanest look in the game. All right. As Dan said, get over there to manscaped.com. Use that, that promo code Belly up 20. Get yourself 20% off there. If you've got unwanted hair anywhere, pretty much from here on down, 
Manscaped's got you covered or uncovered That's as well. Right. So get on over there and, and take a look at that. Uh, all right, moving on now. We, we talked about our favorite round one picks. We talked about our least favorite round one picks. And this, this next question, this next discussion kind of ties in with some of that. But who did you think was the best fantasy fit? Now, like we said, we, we, love, we love Jackson Smith and Jigba going to, to Seattle. But fantasy-wise, does it, does it work this season or not? Or not? what was your best fantasy fit from, from the guys taken in round one who excited you the most for this upcoming season, essentially? Well, it's kind of interesting because I was, like I said, I was on the call from picks one Mm -hmm. through five and uh, Bryce Young went number one. And according to my colleagues, he's already taken a dirt nap. (laughs) Yeah. Essentially. right? Right. Especially Dan was, he was not thrilled stab him get it over with but from a fantasy perspective at least he's going to be the starter down there he's the guy and so if you're in a two quarterback league as i think you know dynasty league is a lot of us are and i am and uh if you're looking for a starter at quarterback to be maybe you know not your main starter or whatever but bryce young it will be a starter and i think cj stroud will be a starter. So you could look at either one of those guys to add and bring them on your team and be good with that. And so when it comes to Anthony Richardson, though, we're talking about maybe a guy, because I'm not big on his landing spot at mm-hmm. all. And so if you're in a, in a situation where you need a starter, those two guys work for me. I think Anthony Richardson could be the starter there, but I don't like him as a starter just yet. I don't like that at all. So if he goes out and and, and his career could be, you know, there's all kinds of possibilities with this guy, but he could have his career ruined before it even gets started to me. I would like to see him sitting back and be more like Will Levis. He's in a perfect spot to me. We could talk about that a little bit later, but as a fantasy guy, if I don't need a quarterback, maybe I could put somebody like I had Jordan Love on my practice squad for two, three years now. Right. I could put Will Levis on my taxi squad and live with that, and it w- everything would be fine because he could develop. I like his spot, even though he was, you know, it was sad seeing him sitting in that out there the whole first day <laughs> thursday night and then not yeah and his girlfriend next to him and they were all dressed up and thought yeah that, he looked nice it's always you know, tough to see it's always yeah, tough so to see. what tennessee pie passed him that's you know we could have talked about that you know as being one of the moves that i like that they didn't do in that first round they got him in a second i like that i like his spot i like that if you're not in a team that needs an immediate quarterback answer that's the guy that I'm looking for to draft in my dynasty league. All right. Uh, I'm actually going to counterpoint you there. Okay. I like, I like Anthony Richardson to the Colts at number four there. I like the fact that he's going to Shane Steichen's offense Okay. and Shane Steichen coming from the, from the Eagles. He has worked with a mobile quarterback and, and for all the running around, that Jalen Hurts does, and for as mobile a quarterback as he is, he really improved a ton as a passer in terms of the pro game. 
And that's why that's why he's a starter now. That's 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 why they felt comfortable moving forward with him. You can find there are there are a ton of guys that that you can sign at the quarterback position who can run around, but you have to be able to pass. And Jalen Hurts has improved and made himself into a very good passer, especially in that offensive scheme that they were yeah. using him. Now, and Anthony that's an Richardson, of what I'm talking about, a guy who was able to develop. Yeah. And Josh Allen, the same thing. He wasn't the big like that his first year. He wasn't the big knock on Josh Allen coming into the league was his accuracy. He has literally improved that every single season he's been in the pros yes. until now. He's a premier starting quarterback, not just because he can run through everyone to the end zone, but because he can throw the ball all over the field right where he wants to go and he's got weapons to throw to. Now, Anthony Richardson, yeah, of course. Anthony Richardson could be the next Ryan Leaf and Jamarcus Russell or whatever, or he could turn out to be the next Jalen Hurts type. We don't, we don't, obviously don't know, and we've only got 13 starts in college to, to, to judge yeah. on. But mm-hmm. In terms of the fit, going to the, to the Colts, knowing that he has that opportunity, I think he plays right away. I think Gardner Minshew is there for, for comp- Minshew obviously comes from Philadelphia as well. He already knows that scheme. They've got themselves safeguarded there, but he can also help teach that scheme to Anthony Richardson. Richardson has somebody to watch who's been in that scheme now and can and knows that. I think they've done a good job there of you know of of fitting a guy that that works with what they want to do to where they were in the draft. You when you're that high in the draft, you almost can't pass up the opportunity to take a franchise possible franchise quarterback. I think he plays right away. Not everybody agrees with that. Obviously you don't agree with that. I think he plays. I think that See, my issue is I think he's going to play right away and I don't think that's the best thing for him. That's my concern. And there, there is risk with that. We've seen, I mean, almost every guy that the Browns have taken since they came back into the damned league has had that exact scenario happen where they've thrown him in too early and he gets blown apart. Johnny Manziel got thrown in really early. Obviously Baker was pushed into playing early and, and honestly from Baker's standpoint, at least year one, Baker pulled it off and he I'll argue that with, I'll argue that with anybody. The playoffs, but after right? that, uh, but it, Deshaun Kaiser and, and t- we can go on and on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We could go back to 1999. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not very tall, but there's a list longer than I am tall of, of, of Cleveland quarterbacks that they've kind of run through the meat grinder and ruined. Um, I hope that doesn't happen with Anthony Richardson, but I do like the fit in terms of the scheme, in terms of Shane Steichen's offense, in terms of the need that they had there. And I love him from a dynasty standpoint. I'm not dra- If I have to draft a quarterback, if I twist my arm behind my back for a quarterback this year in redraft, I'm not taking Anthony Richardson out of the rookie quarterbacks, but no. in dynasty, he's the one that I want to take my shot with because of his rushing upside and the, the, the ceiling that's there. That's, that's why I have him ranked as high as I do in terms of the, the fit and, and where I want to take him in dynasty, especially in like, yeah, super flex in dynasty. I want him all day long over the other two because it's an upshot taking my shot and not just playing the same game that everybody else is playing. See, that's why I chug in there and I'm taking Will Levis. Mm-hmm. No, and I, I, taking I, my shot and a guy that I will, I think he's going to be, he, he could be the best. He, he could be the best one out of the, all these four. 
I'm not saying he is. He's got the arm, but for he it. could be. And if he gets a year to sit behind Ryan Tannehill and then start him, I, I'm I'm willing to take that shot with right? him. Right. He can sit behind. He can sit behind Ryan Tannehill and, and, for a and year the best or two. Thing about this is they, you know, they're similar quarterbacks. So they won't have to change right. their offense once he does step on that field. They yeah they have a they have a real contrast there now. I think their backup quarterback position between Malik Willis and, and yeah Malik Will Willis Lugas. he may as well not even pack his bags and go to Tennessee. He definitely was not ready last season. I think no. they should have carried him as a third. I think they should have signed another backup quarterback and given Malik Willis some time to 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 develop there, but. Yeah, yeah. Will Levis can go there. He can sit behind Tannehill for a year or two, probably. Same way he sat behind Green Bay's third string quarterback now, Sean Clifford at Penn State for two years, but we won't talk about that. Oh. Um, the other one of the other fantasy fits that I did like, and I brought him up as like not liking the fantasy. I mean, I don't like it from the standpoint of this coming season, but going forward, I really did like Jackson Smith and Jigba to the Seahawks. I loved that for a fit. I think that, I think that he is, he's Tyler Lockett after Tyler Lockett's no longer with you. You meaning cause right. you're a Seahawks fan, but um, right. I, I Tyler Lockett is, is in his thirties and you know, not right. everybody, not everybody keeps, plays forever. He, nope. He keeps producing, but at some point the faucet gets turned off and, um, and, so yeah, and, and, and you have, while you still have some water coming out of this. This isn't the Russell Wilson rookie contract Seahawks. This is you're paying money to your right to DK. That, you're paying money to your quarterback. Now, if you talk about a guy who's the happiest out of this draft, wasn't even in it. I'm talking about Geno Smith, <laughs> right? He's got a ton more weapons to work with. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, I, I liked what Seattle did. I really, I mean, we, we talk about that later too. Obviously you follow him closer than I do, but, um, I really, I really do like the fit there, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Now he probably won't see the. I mean, he'll he'll see the field probably this season, but not enough to make him like a a big fantasy factor. No, a big fantasy not factor. Not this year. So as we said, if you can wait and and develop, there you dynasty, go. snatch him up. Snatch him up. Grab him. And especially since you know a lot of teams play two tight end sets, that is not the Seahawks. It's, it's like. You know, they might as well not even have a tight end <laughs> over there. Poor Noah Fant. Yeah, but, poor Noah Fant, you know, goes up there and and he's just he's just a dude. And one one other guy that we talked about then, uh we've and we've both brought him up already. He was our answer to the number one question of the day, uh B. John Robinson. And you had you mentioned it, the idea of the scheme fit for him, uh, how he can fit into that offense. I really I love the fit there fantasy wise depresses me from the standpoint of, yeah, we had a fantasy starter type guy in Tyler Algier. Bijan's going to go in there. He's going to, he's going to Bijan and right. Tyler Algier. What happens to him? And, you know, I mean, do, do they become D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart from the Panthers from 10 years ago, or do they become, does Tyler Algier disappear now? And we never, we never hear from him again. I hope that's not the case. The kid's I don't got think talent. That's the case, he won't disappear. But, but like and, and, said, and he's not going to hold me back from if he gets from drafting six hundred yards from scrimmage. He'll be doing good. For that's a big year for him at this point. Right, that's what I'm saying. And he's he had a thousand and thirty-five a year ago, and that's out the window now. 
Jameer Gibbs is enough of a worry for me in Detroit that I'm I'm going I'm going to be discounting Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. I probably won't end up with a lot of them in my redraft formats no. because I'll have to pay too high a price for what I think I'm going to get out of either one of them. I love either them both them as players. I like them I mean, in Detroit. Right. I, yeah. and, and they're not even differential, if that's a word, enough players yeah. to be able to sit here and say what their roles are going to be. This is not DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, where you had one guy that could be and was the hammer and the other guy who was clearly the passing running back. And Jamal right. Williams, I've, I've argued this before. I'll keep arguing it down in New Orleans as well. Jamal Williams is not a poor pass catching running back. It's just that DeAndre Swift is DeAndre Swift. You want right. to get him the ball in space. The best way to do that, especially in their offense, is to throw it to him. But uh, I, I I love what B. John Robinson you know can do for the Atlanta Falcons. It just it saddens me it, it, as a as a fantasy guy who wanted to see Tyler Algier be another starting running back. Uh, I I don't have any shares of him in Dynasty. So I'll be, I, I, in fact, uh, I don't either, which I am certainly glad of today, but I may end up with a share or two of Bijan Robinson. I've got a couple of high picks off some more right. that I picked up. You just that, have to go into that with tape, yep. you know, kind of tapered expectations just based Research. on it, it's going to be a situation we have to monitor. It's, it's not something we can right. jump on right away. All right. So moving on here now, we've, we've, we've talked about round one pretty thoroughly. Let's move on to day two. What was your favorite move on day two from either round two or round three? Your absolute favorite move. Go. All right. Well, my favorite move has absolutely nothing to do with fantasy, but that's Joey <laughs> Porter going to the Steeler. Hey, yeah. The first, and, pick um, of, first pick of the day. He was one of the guys that I had high up there as one of my quarterbacks. Yeah. And so, you know, that whole storyline, you know, his father and all that. And, and he, I, I kind of think that if the Seahawks had known that Joey Porter might've hung around that long, might've made a different decision with that number five pick, but that's another, you know, topic for another day. But I like that fit down there in Pittsburgh a whole lot. So uh, that, that helps their defense and the story's just going to write itself. Right. It's already writing itself. And so the fact that he went in the second round was, was a surprise to me, but I like him in Pittsburgh a whole lot. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a Hallmark movie channel, uh, you know, script that you know, dad, dad played for them. Not mm -hmm. only does the son get to play for them, but he's, he fits a position of need. He's, he's good enough that he's not a question at the, at the, at the level he was taken at. You don't right. question Joey Porter as the first pick in the second round, regardless of who takes him, right? But then the fact that it was the Steelers, the fact that the Steelers have a need at cornerback too. They didn't just take him for a sentimental feel-good story. They didn't reach no, on him. This player. is a perfect – This like the, the stars and the planets and everything else in the sky aligned – perfectly for this pick to happen and it's a, you know, like you said it's a beautiful story it's a great story I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do there um they're gonna need him <laughs> yeah. they're gonna need a defense in pittsburgh yeah. you know in pittsburgh not having a good defense is one of the you know it's a sad sight it's been one know, of the saddest so, things of the last two, three yeah, years, yeah even though i'm not a Steeler fan can't be no but 
you yeah. got to see a strong defense in Pittsburgh. You just being, being a just secondary happens. Cleveland fan, I can't, I can't like Pittsburgh. But no, um, it, but they're going to need the defense with they are. what Cincinnati can do with what we, I mean, with all the weapons we talked about yep. in Cincinnati, Baltimore, no, what Baltimore, we think they're capable of. And yeah. if Deshaun Watson even gets back to 80% of what Deshaun Watson was, Cleveland can be dangerous too. They've got a good offensive line. They've got some offensive weapons. They still have Nick Chubb back there. Uh, that could be, I mean, it's it could be, how weird would that be to see the AFC North become like this aerial assault type team uh, division as right. opposed to the ground and pond? I mean, you, we always think the, of both you know, of the North and, and the Steeler linebacker era, and they're gonna, you know, knock right? your teeth clean out of your head and all yeah, that. Yeah, no, and now they're just and now bombing away. Yeah, I just it, it's a weird transition to make, but Joey yeah. Porter, yeah, he's a great story there. I I, I agree with that. I like that move. Uh, so Mike, on a, on a fantasy though, yeah, fantasy fantasy perspective, you have to like Mr. Michael Meyer going to the Las Vegas. Raiders. All right. Mm -hmm. He goes over there right after Sam Laporta. I think that's going to be an interesting situation to watch. But Meyer to Las Vegas. Jimmy G knows how to throw to the tight end. Yeah, and as we talked, you know, Foster Moreau and all his issue, health issues and everything else. And so I like that a whole lot. And he went in the second round. But he might have the best opportunity out of all these tight ends we could bring up for success right out of the bat. They well they they lose they lose they give away Darren Waller. But right, Darren Waller. Uh, yeah, gone. there is definitely so. there is a there is a position available for him if he can take the bull by the horns, which I uh, think he can. I mean, they bring in they brought in OJ Howard. They lost they yeah, yeah. they lost both both Waller and Foster Moreau. Right. But they've got a, a coach, McDaniel. We know that you know he likes to use, be able to use tight, two tight ends if he has them. But they bring in Austin Hooper and OJ Howard as yeah. vets. Neither one of those Excuse guys. Me if I don't fall over Austin. Yeah, Hooper. raises right. my blood pressure at all. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, but they're both capable players. OJ Howard actually can be a bit of a weapon. Week one last year with a brand new team, he scored two touchdowns in Houston after he was thrown to the curb by the Buffalo Bills. I mean, you know the guy can play some football. O.J. Howard's one of those guys who never really quite matched up with what we hoped he would be and thought he would be, but he's a fine player to have in, in the league. Uh, and the same thing with Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper is a fine player to have on your real-life football team. He's not going to move the needle fantasy-wise. Michael Meyer, on the other hand, could be a guy that that could do both. We know he's a good blocker. We know He's just a solid all-around He went player. to Notre Dame, so that means he's a good blocker. He's, yeah, by he's a good all-around football player, he, which could get him on the field uh, very early. And they have the need there at the position. I, I agree. And you brought up a, a nice key component to that as well. We've seen Jimmy Garoppolo on how, you know, with tight ends. We've seen him with a good tight end, and we've seen what he likes to yeah. do with it. Um, I, and, again, speaking of Josh McDaniels, Jimmy Garoppolo has history with him as well from their days way back in, in New England. So I, I, I like that fit as well. I agree with you there. My, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of like you. My favorite move isn't necessary is kind of fantasy tangential, but uh, okay. Osiris Torrance 
at the end of the second round. I was going to bring him up. Going to Go Buffalo. Ahead. I like this, what you're saying already. Son of a gun. You talk about, I mean, they got at the Buffalo Bills. What a great selection that is. Man, I mean, you're talking about an absolute mountain of a man, a complete road grader who can do everything in the, in the, in the you know, that you want from an offensive lineman. And now they get to plug him in on a team that's already a player or two away from a Super Bowl, right? And um, we saw Josh Allen running around in the backfield way too much a year right. ago. I, th- I think he's. I think he's just going. He's going to be a big help for them. They, they, you know, they're kind of not starting all the way over at running back, but they do. They bring in Damian Harris, Zach Moss. They got rid of last year. Now they now Devin Singletary's out. Um, but Damian Harris is a guy who we've seen be a good running back as well in New England, across the division from them. Um, bringing in Osiris Torrance, I think, was a, was a master stroke for them, and uh, and I, I'm really excited to see you know to see him develop in that offensive line. But like you said, if I want to pick a fantasy move that I like, my favorite day two move, I really did like the Lions being able to grab Hendon Hooker with uh, the fifth pick in the third round. I like that as well, especially if he can be healthy. The sa- Exactly. The same things that you were kind of saying about Will Levis, about letting him be able to develop yep. behind a guy for a year or two. Yep. I That's agree a great with great landing spot for him. I don't and, like that, that they made that selection because where's your defense once again? Right. But since they did it, I like it. I like the landing spot a lot. Well, yeah, I mean – Coming off of the, the injury, there should not be, and hopefully there's not, a, a need or they don't feel a need to rush him to get well, him onto the field. Well, got there. What are you rushing him for? Right. And then that's the, the point. I mean, they spent all offseason, Dan Campbell specifically, they spent all offseason kind of endorsing Jared Goff as their guy and that they love what he does. But now you've got the ability to have that future guy. And, and I mean – I mean, Hendon Hooker, he's only three years younger than, than Jared Goff. It's not like neither one of them is an old man. And I know that people were, were jumping on Hendon Hooker's age, but quarterback is a position where guys can play a little bit longer. It's not, it's not running back where you're average. Your average. You're ex guy, right? 39 right. years old and still right. throwing. Right. Right. Still tossing it around. Um, you can play a long time in this league as a quarterback if if you're good enough. And Hendon right. Hooker, based on what we saw from him in college, he looks good enough. I mean, there's there. I don't think there's a whole lot of debate about whether he looks good enough to you know be a prospect in this league and play in this league. It's just how does he adjust now? How does he fit into what Detroit wants? And when does he get his shot? Hopefully, he can stay healthy. But uh, but that that was my answer there on that. Let's uh, let's go ahead and we're going to take our second break here. We come back on the other side. We're going to look at day three. We're going to look at day three and see, you know, is there anybody uh, from the players that went from rounds four through seven? Who do we think is going to be an impact player from from day three? But first off, uh, let's listen to this from from our good friend Ryan and SeatGeek. Hey, everyone. It's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Billy Up Sports. Seat Geek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at Seat Geek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, we can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BELLYUPSPORTS at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. Seat Geek. Life's an event. 
we have the tickets. $20 off your first purchase on tickets using that sports code, Belly Up Sports. Uh, wow, hey, get over there, do that too. Seat Geek, try it out. Uh, so day three, real quick, you know, day three, there's there's a ton of guys that go, um, and, you know, and sometimes we, we tend to discount these guys that go late. But we saw last year how dangerous that can be when we saw literally the last guy taken become maybe the most important player in the whole league over the second half of the season in Brock Purdy. Um, And had he not been hurt in that championship game, who knows, or who knows how, how it shakes out the guy. I mean, they, he won them. I I don't know. They, they won their last like 12 games before that fantasy champion or before the, the NFC championship game. So does, if he doesn't get hurt, what are we talking about here? And he was Mr. Irrelevant, the last guy taken. So you can't, and obviously Tom Brady picked 199. I mean, we know that guys can make an impact from this, from these positions. Just from my standpoint, from my home team, Donald Driver was a seventh round pick. He was a leading receiver in Packer history for a time. Um, so on day three, who are a couple of guys that you think have an opportunity to make an immediate fantasy impact or will be eventually fantasy impactful on day three. Well, before I get into that, I would like to get your take because you're a green Bay guy, obviously. And so they take the tight end second round and then turn right around and take another tight end. So Tucker craft. Yep. So what, what's your take on have Cause I needed a tight end obviously. <laughs> But now they've got two. <laughs> and so, you know, what 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 was the thinking about them taking two tight ends? I was I was sad. In fact, I put I put out a tweet that said the longer Green Bay goes without taking a tight end, the better I feel about Josiah DeGuara. I have some des- from some DeGuara shares in fantasy. Like you said, one of those guys that was kind of stashing on my on my uh taxi squad type thing, because I knew that, that Mercedes Lewis couldn't play until he was 93 and that Tunyon was most likely gone, especially when, when Rogers was gone. So I knew they were going to have a need at tight end there. I like what DeGuara can do, but I think what this does bringing in Luke Musgrave, who could turn into the best receiving tight end of the whole draft who could, if he's healthy, I like having him there. You bring in Tucker Craft, another guy who's really athletic. I I would love to see that I liked a lot going into this draft. Yeah. Both guys have decent size. Both guys are really athletic. That could be really fun to see them on the field at the same time. I think 12 personnel in Green Bay looks looks a heck of a lot better, honestly, today than it did last season. Um I don't mind them jumping on it that quickly. They needed pass catchers. They needed to surround Jordan Love with weapons. And now they've got two shots at the well. They've got at least two shots at the well to see if they can find him a dynamic starting tight end. And if nothing else, what it also does then is it allows Josiah DeGuara, if they want, if, if they keep him around, he doesn't have to play so much that tight end role. He can move to much more that H back, more like what Chris Cooley used to do in, in Washington. And I'm going back a little bit, but more that H back type role, kind of like uh, Kyle Juszczyk in San Francisco, sometimes kind of a fullback, but receives a lot and can kind of 
move around the, the formation that allows them to, if they want to do that kind of thing with Josiah DeGuara. So I, I really like the fact that they took both of those guys. I'm, I'm excited about it. And I'm not just trying to talk myself into that. Okay. There've been plenty of times. And I, this is the first time, like I said, in, in quite a while where we came out of a draft and I was like, I was kind of excited to see what was going to happen. Some of that is probably just because I'm, I hope that they're helping out Jordan love. I'm not excited about losing three decades of, of hall of fame quarterback play, but I don't mind that move, but, uh, but was there a day three guy back to the original question? Okay. Now now, now that you know how I feel about that. There's a couple of guys that intrigue me and fancy. Okay. Certainly not anywhere close this year. (laughs) Any, you know, any of that. And, um, there are two quarterbacks. Okay. One is Jake Hayner from Fresno State going to the New Orleans Saints. Very good landing spot for him. Very good landing spot for him. He's not going to be anywhere near the field for quite, you know, because they just they just sign their guy, so he could sit back over there and 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 learn things. We know Fresno State; they have they know how to play offense at Fresno State, right? So I like that landing spot for him. And uh, we, you know, we talked about older quarterbacks just a minute ago, and so that's Stenson Bennett, all right, going to the Rams. Yep. Now Another I realize that spot. he's probably what a year younger, seems like, than Matthew Stafford. Okay, but he's a guy who we we know he's a winner. He's a two-time national champion, and he's got a situation if. Matthew Stafford could stay healthy this year. Right. He'll sit back over there, even though he's, you know, what, 26, whatever it is, 25, 26. Yeah. Yep. And so he's a guy that can sit back over there and learn. And he could be someone that could be moved into that starting spot in a couple of years and be productive. Right. Both of those guys are, yeah, are, are sitting in good spots where they come into the league not necessarily universally regarded as ready for the league. No, but NFL caliber guys, guys that were expected to be drafted, taken, and they both land in good spots. Well, yeah, they're, they're not sitting behind. We're not, we're not bringing them in behind Joe Burrow where, where they're not going to play forever because he's going to be the guy. You've got a couple of uh, older quarterbacks. And especially in the case of Matthew Stafford with his, with his recent injury history, how long is he for, you know, for the league? We don't know. Uh, I agree with you. Both of those guys land in, in good spots there. Um, the guy who I want to bring up here, I've got a couple, I've got three guys that I kind of wanted to mention here. I've got a couple okay. of a pair of running backs okay. and a receiver that I'm kind of adding on to this list against my better judgment, but it'll make for some talk. Uh, Rashawn Johnson round four, pick 13 to the bears. I considered um, talking about him. So yeah. yeah. Now the Bears, Khalil Herbert it, coming you know at the beginning of the season, right after right after the 2022 season ended, we all kind of looked at it and said, okay, David Montgomery's a free agent. He'll probably sign elsewhere. It's Khalil Herbert's time, right? And I was a guy that was beating the drum for Khalil Herbert last year. In fact, I put out a tweet. I took a, took some heat for it a little bit, but I said the 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 idea of them playing David Montgomery over Khalil Herbert with how with how productive Khalil Herbert was every time he got the ball, it was, it was borderline 
criminal negligence, right? <laughs> um, now, I, I like I said, I took some flack for that, but I think we all thought this is Khalil Herbert's time. But then they go out and they sign, they bring in Deontay Foreman. And Deontay Foreman maybe isn't the flashy, splashy name that everybody no, you know, wants. But he to. kept the Carolina running game afloat. He CMP kept the Carolina left. running back running game afloat after they traded the maybe the best back or best all around offensive weapon in, in football away in, in Christian McCaffrey. But the year before that, he kept the flipping Tennessee running game afloat when Derrick Henry went down. This is a guy that is, is, is a solid running back and a solid all around player in this league. So they bring him in and now we've got the same kind of, situation that we had we've had the last several years in Chicago where we've got Khalil Herbert and another guy who can kind of do everything. Uh but I like Rashawn Johnson coming in there. I Foreman is probably not a long-term signing. Khalil no, Herbert is probably not very long for for their for that team either. I believe Herbert's 27. He's not he's not young young for a running back. He doesn't have the mileage on him some running backs do at that age. But uh Rashawn Johnson coming in there you know, I think I think he fits in well with what they do, and I think that he's got a shot to be, if not this year, I'd grab I would grab him late second, mid third. I would grab him there. I would grab him in in dynasty drafts, um, if you're needy at the running back position. Um, he's one of those running backs you can probably get in your in your rookie draft, where if you're a rebuilding team, uh, and you don't want to be spending high picks on running backs, and you're and you're you know, just looking for, for guys to take a shot on. He's a guy that you might be able to grab now. And by the time you're ready to compete in two years, he's ready to get hit the field and be the starter. Um, I like chase Brown to the Bengals with the, uh, the 29th pick in the fifth round chase Brown, not just cause we share a similar name. Okay. Um, <laughs> Joe Mixon has not been uh, efficient the last couple of years. Fantasy wise, we've gotten our points out of him, but he has not been efficient. His yards per carry have tanked the last couple of years. Um, and he's, he's getting older. And then you throw in all of the off field, you know what I want to call it with that comes along with him. We saw it before the draft with him. He was a character issue coming into the draft. And then now we've got these off season reports that right around the time that they're in the playoffs trying to make the Super Bowl, this dude's got gun problems with a neighbor and, and all kinds of other. It just it's unfortunate because Joe Mixon is a talented player, and this is a Absolutely. team that has aspirations. This is a team that has made a Super Bowl and can make it back there again and has all the pieces that they want other than him. And so Chase Brown is a guy that that if they move on from, from mixing this year, if they move on from him next year, Chase Brown's a guy who has, he, there's a, there's a starting spot available in front of him. Who's he competing with? Chris, Chris Evans, Chris Evans. There's a reason Chris Evans hasn't cracked that lineup already anyway. Right. right. Travion Williams, Travion, Travion Williams would already be a, a player if he was a player. Right. These guys are right. good enough to be on NFL rosters. They're not good enough to be the starting running back for a Super Bowl contender. And so Chase Brown has a wonderful opportunity in front of him if he takes a hold of it. And then the other guy, like I said, that that I'm afraid of putting on this list because of the confluence of, of his situation, 
Kayshawn Butte to the Patriots. Listen, I, I, I've written about it. I've talked about it. I've joked about it. I've tweeted about it. Bill Belichick drafting wide receivers is like, it's like his kryptonite, literally. I mean, he just <laughs> all of his football knowledge goes out the window and he's just a drooling, staggering idiot when it comes to drafting wide receivers. But there is a need in, in Patriot land for a wide receiver. They bring in Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, they still have, for whatever reason, Devontae Parker. They still have uh, Kendrick Bourne. They have cousin Tyquan Thornton, no relation actually, um, who's young and showed some promise, but not, I mean, didn't flash anything that made you sit back and say, whoa. Now the big pro, the one problem, at least for this coming season is that Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be their slot receiver. He's going to be the guy that's starting in that slot position. They'll put, they'll put Parker and probably Bourne on the outside. Maybe Thornton cracks that. Uh, who see, who knows? But Boutte is a, is a, is a, slot receiver as well. And he's not going to get a ton of time this season, but they're not locked into Juju Smith Schuster for the long term. They do have a need there for quarter for wide receiver play. So we'll see. He, he's got an opportunity down the line. Another guy that I would take a late shot on in fantasy dynasty drafts there. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here. We're going to, we're going to, well, I think we'd be remiss. Well, don't no, go if ahead. We didn't, if we didn't mention, the fact that uh, last week, as I recall, you mentioned the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Needing to draft a kicker. And what did San Francisco 49ers in fact I do? Yeah. I didn't want to rub draft that in. A kicker. I didn't want so. to draw. I didn't want to rub that in on Friday night with Dan. Dan I, after the show, funny story. After the show, we kind of all stuck around and, and, and kind of, you know, wrapped things up. He was Dan was just about beside himself. Dan Mater, for those of you who watch Belly Up Fantasy Live here and, and are Belly Up Fantasy Sports fans, Dan Mater from MD's Fantasy Show, a uh, great show, great host, knows Absolutely. a ton about football, and he's a 49er fan. And he was just about yeah, that was a rough game ready to, him with the, yeah, you know, collapse. The Seattle guy, so yeah. that was he a rough was gig not right there. thrilled with with their selection of Jake Moody out of Michigan uh, for the kicker spot. But now they have a competition the same way the Packers have a competition. Now the Packers take and Andrew, uh, Anders Carlson, Daniel Carlson, pro bowler from, from Las Vegas. Daniel Carlson's younger brother, Anders, is now fighting for the kicking job in, in Green Bay. But we didn't take him in the third round. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's, that's worthy pointing out that they took him in the third round. But And uh, that, that was one of my big takeaways. You mentioned the player. Yep. You mentioned the team that, that could draft him. In the same sentence. Yeah. So, you know, I just thought, well, I'd give you a chance to, you know, raise yourself. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> you know? Thank you for giving me my flowers. I appreciate that. I, yeah, no, I, but uh, yeah, what, what have you got coming up here, Kevin? What can we expect from you uh, here coming up this week and, and going forward? Where can we find you? Well, uh, tonight, uh, you know, Vince and I, as always have our, uh, the fantasy uh, baseball show. And so uh, we have a, a guest from the belly up ranks. Eric Katz is going to be on with us tonight talking uh, some general baseball, but we'll be certainly talking about some fantasy. Who do we have as our MVP pitcher and hitter of the first four weeks? We'll be talking about that. 
who are drops, holds, and, you know, and ads and all, you know, like we normally do. And uh, I had just started writing an article about the San Diego Padres hitters. Is it time to panic? And they go ahead and put 16 runs on the board yesterday. <laughs> that was so, a game. What a game, game they showed them down in Mexico. <laughs> I don't know if but it was. The, I don't know if it was Mexico the the, the is light even better place to hit than Colorado. The, so. you no, know, the 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 elevation and the yeah is is literally sky high. So uh, you know, man, uh, hopefully they don't put thirty two runs on the board today. <laughs> Kill my article entirely. Listen, so we'll I started Joe Musgrove yesterday, so I, I I took it on the chin in that game. Um, so no, uh, so that's excellent. what I got going on this week, and um, you can always uh, get on Twitter Kevin six two W I L S E A. And um, there we have. All right. And like he said, you can find me on Twitter, SDT Chase FFB. Give him my thoughts there. I will be, uh, I'll be on Twitter and I'll have some articles coming out this week as well. Talking about uh, the new rookies. And now, now that we have landing spots, now we can start looking at rookie drafts. I don't understand these people who do rookie drafts before the, before the NFL one draft. By Thursday. Okay. Can we, can we at least hold off <laughs> right. for a week? Can we so, do that? I'll be I'll be looking forward to those though and giving some takes on those and, and who I think, you know, some of the same kind of stuff we talked about today, but a little more in depth on who do I think we should be targeting in some fantasy drafts, where do we think they're gonna be going? But that's gonna do it for us here on Belly Up Fantasy Live. We thank you guys all for being with us, and we will be back here same time, uh that's same right. channel next week. Until then, Slanjava. Have a good